0: Up next, a message from Victory Life Church of Milton. Beautiful about forgiveness, and that's what we're going to talk about again today, is it sets us free. You know, I'm living proof of that. Um, I went through some situations that uh, allowed a lot of bitterness to come into my life, a lot of unforgiveness, and I was a miserable person. And you guys might be trying to figure out what I'm talking about or, or you can't imagine me being that type of person. I dig it. But see, we don't know what other people are going through, man. We don't know what's going on inside people's heads. We don't know what they struggle with. Okay, But I am so blessed because God reached down and said, you know what, Paul? you got to work on this. And He didn't give up on me. This was a, a, a huge process in my life where I did not want to let go of some stuff. And it was it was quite literally ruining my life. Man, I never had peace. Anytime something good was going on in my life, that was always hanging over my head. And that's just how bad it was, man. But see, God comes to set the captives free. And some of us are really in bondage. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know who struggles with this, and I don't know who don't. But I know that this is something that we all got to work on. Okay, so anyways, Genesis 41. I want to talk... <laughs> I want to talk real briefly about this really cool guy, one of our heroes of the Old Testament, um, Joseph. We're not going to talk a lot about him, but there's something really, really interesting. Um, as Joseph, um, Joseph gets promoted, those of you that don't know about Joseph, Joseph was this guy. He had a bunch of brothers. He was his father's favorite. And his brothers could not stand him, man. Matter of fact, his brothers couldn't stand him so much that his brothers threw him in a pit. And then his brothers were going to kill him. Then his brothers decided, you know what? Let's not kill him. Let's sell him to these traders that are on their way to Egypt. So they sold Joseph, their kid brother, as a slave. Okay? So Joseph had a lot to get over. You know what I mean? Joseph could have, could have been a bitter mess. And you look at his life, man. That was tough. You, I mean, it's bad enough. Think about it. Seriously, think about it. You're out in the field with your brothers and they throw you in a well. That's a bad day, man. That's a really, really bad day. That's maybe some orthopedic issues, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Throw you in a well. Then they pull you out. And they, but, you know, they want to kill you. But then they decide just to make a little money off of you. They don't care about you. That'll mess somebody up, right? Talk about some dysfunction in a family, right? So anyways, but God did an amazing work in Joseph's life. So just briefly... Joseph gets beyond that, man. Joseph, he's lied about by this uh, Potiphar's wife. So he's thrown in prison. He does time in prison. uh, And that that was no cakewalk. And then through a chain of events where God is in the middle of all this stuff, you guys remember this? You ever hear about this story before? Um, he, He gets to become the second in command of all of Egypt. That's like the big nation of the day. And He's the second in command of all of Egypt. See, God can do some amazing things in our life. So, real fast, just talking about that, you know, if you're going through something, don't give up. If you're going through a trial, don't give up this morning. Okay, God's working in that situation. Amen? So here we go. Joseph has a couple kids. Now, I want to talk a little bit about the names of these kids because it's so cool. Genesis 41 and verse 50 it should be on the back of your bulletin. Before the years of famine came, two sons were born to Joseph, Asenna, Asenteth, the daughter of Potipharah, priest of On, born. I just butchered those names, but that's all right. Okay, the daughter of Potipharah, priest of On, bore them to him verse 51 joseph called the name of the firstborn manasseh you know what manasseh means causing to forget this is so cool man anytime joseph was to see his firstborn son or mention the name of his firstborn son it would be like hey god has caused me to forget all my pain all my suffering those betrayals in my life those hard times this is what god wants for us you know it's a hard pill for us to swallow sometimes that God allowed us to go through some really painful times. But God does not want those to ruin us. God allowed those, okay, and He his ways are above our ways. You know, He does things that we would never do. He does things that we don't understand why He does, but He gives us some wonderful promises that we can hold on to. You know what I mean? That my God has a good plan for me. My God knows what He's doing. Amen. So, anyways, Manasseh. Every time he sees this kid, it's like, oh, God has caused me to forget. God wants us to forgive those that have hurt us. And you know what? God doesn't just ask us to do that without supplying us a way for us to do that. Okay? Always remember Philippians 4.13. Hopefully you guys have memorized that verse long ago. super simple. Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ. Okay? God wants us to forgive. And see, the beautiful thing is when we forgive, we're the ones that get set free. That's a true statement, man. We don't need to be holding on to bitterness. And see, sometimes, you know, it hurts really, really bad, man. You know, and sometimes we're like, well, these people do not deserve to be set free. And they probably don't. Okay? But Jesus has forgiven us. Never forget that, right? Jesus has forgiven us, and we don't deserve that forgiveness. Okay? So therefore, God says, hey, this isn't something you fool around with. This is something that he takes very serious. Release people from bondage. Amen? Okay. So anyways, Joseph called the name of his firstborn Manasseh. For he said, God has made me to forget all my hardship in all, all my father's house. Joseph's like, you know what? People have been pretty rotten to me. And there's a lot of us that can say that. You know, maybe everybody in here can say that. People have been pretty rotten to me. But we can also say this. Our God has been very good to us. God is good to us. Amen? Joseph called the name of his firstborn Manasseh. For he said, God has made me forget all my hardship and all my father's house. So here's the deal, man. We get to decide what we focus on. We, we, don't, we can't help the fiery darts that are thrown at us. You know what I mean? But it's up to us whether or not we want to entertain them, water them, nurture them, and let that root of bitterness take over, man. I'm not denying people have not been mean to you and hurt you and done really foul things to you. I get it. I understand it. But God doesn't want that to ruin us. Amen. Matter of fact, look at Isaiah 43 and verse 18. Now this is really, really good, okay? Remember not the former things. Well, that's that's the big problem right there, ain't it? We hold on to where we feel like people have done us wrong. And then we think about it and it festers and it causes this big, huge mess where we're just miserable folks, man. One thing you don't want to do around some people is bring up somebody's name. You know? I've been there. I understand that, man. Okay? And I'm not saying that bad things don't happen. I'm just saying that God is good to us and God says it's not worth it. Let it go. Amen. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. In the verse 19, this is a good one. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? Listen to me. This is so true and it's so important. These things that have really hurt us and that have, have messed us up, whatever it is, okay? It's not impossible for God to heal you from that pain. It's not impossible. In other words, can you perceive it? Can you Can you? understand that God can do these things. You know what I mean? Uh, Jeremiah, Mm -hmm. for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. A hope and a future. Can we be optimistic? Can we be excited about the fact that we serve a God that can do all things? That we serve a God that can bring healing into these deep, deep wounds. Amen? Can we not perceive it? Or we can spend the rest of our lives holding on to things that are, that are not good, man. That just hurt us, that bring us down, that hurt the people around us. Hey, Amen. Does that make sense this morning, guys? Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? Can you perceive it, guys? That we can get past the pains of our past, even the things that we've caused ourselves? You know, where, where we've done stupid, selfish things, man. That's just as important. We've got to forgive ourselves. You know, God throws our sins. God takes Travis's sins, throws them as far as the east is from the west. You know what I mean? God says, I throw them in the sea of forgetfulness. I'm not going to bring those up again. It's like it never happened. Okay? When I see you, I see, I see my child that's been washed in the blood of the Lamb. Okay? And what a powerful, wonderful, beautiful things that has been done for us. Amen? If God says He's not going to bring it up... If God releases us from it, then we need to forgive ourselves. Amen? Okay. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. How many of you, and you don't have to raise your hands, but how many of you want to have a new thing, man, to where you're not burdened by your old mistakes, where you're not burdened by where people have harmed you, where you're not burdened by you know just these situations that you went through? You know, God doesn't want us to carry that baggage around. God says, cast your cares upon Him because He cares for you. God says, you're my baby. And I don't want you to be burdened and stressed out. You know, I don't want that for you. Just like with my little kids. Man, I love them. And I don't want them freaking out and stressed out about something. You know what I mean? I want them to have peace. Anyways, moving forward. Verse 19 again. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? Uh, this This is good. This is really, really good. I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So we all know about the wilderness in the Bible, man. The dry, nasty, waterless places, man, where the sun's beaten down. You know, just a real, really, really hard existence, man. And God says, looky here. Don't dwell on the past. Don't dwell and hold on to where you've been hurt by others and where these foul things have happened to you. You know what I mean? Give it to me. Give it to me because I want to do something awesome in your life, man. And some of us, we can't be blessed how God wants to bless us because we won't let go of rubbish. You know, God's like, I I really want to bless you. I really want to just pour it down on you, man. But you're refusing to give up this stuff, man. We got to empty the backpack of all the rubbish, man. You know what I mean? And see, God's got some good stuff for us. We just got to release this stuff. So wilderness, nasty existence, man. But God says, you know what? I'm going to take your life, man, where your, where your heart was so hard and tough because you did that. You had to self-defense mechanism yourself and make your heart hard, man, so you wouldn't get hurt no more and you shut people out, that sort of thing. You know what I mean? God says, I want to take that right there, and I want to give you a tender heart. I want your heart to be t- I want. I want to bring something new up in this area of your life that just, just is dry and nasty. Isn't that cool? That's a wonderful thing. I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. You know what's cool about, about dying of dehydration in the middle of the desert? Nothing's cool at all about that. You're right. But, but what about when you see a river? All right? That's what it's talking about. We, man, we can be miserable folks. We can be just miserable just going through life, man, you know. I've kind of clocked out back in 84 when this happened. I kind of, you know, it's just trudging through mud. And God's like, no, man, that's not what I have you here for. I don't want you to be like that. I want, you to, I want you to have life and more abundantly. And I want you to encourage others that have been through the same nonsense that you had to go through. Okay? So he says, you know what? I'm going to take this, if you give it to me, and have it something that brings forth life. Give him some praise, man. Thank you, Jesus. Oh God is so good. Genesis forty-one, and verse fifty-one. Joseph called the name of his of the firstborn son Manasseh, for he said, "God has made me forget. God has made me forget. God can get us through. God can get us through to to that place. You know, the punishment that brought us peace is on Him. We don't have to be miserable." We don't have to be. God paid for us to have peace of mind, even joy in our hearts on the cross. And it's, you know, here we are. We're Christian folks, you know. And so we know what Jesus Christ did for us at the cross. And we gladly receive that gift, you know. We receive it. Yeah, I'm a sinner and I need forgiveness. And I accept you as my Lord and Savior. You know, and and we're, we're stoked about that. We don't have to worry about hell and that makes us feel awesome. You know, and it should. But still... I'm talking about Christian folks, man. We can be super, super miserable, bitter, grumpy, hurt people, man. Because we don't take take that other part of that gift where God says the punishment that brought us peace is on Him. He paid for us to have peace. Now, He paid for us to have peace. God wants us to have peace. God wants us to forgive and let things go. And God will help us do that. We just got to want to do it. And you say, Paul, you know what, man? This is kind of insulting, you know, to hear you say that. Because I know your heart's in the right place, Paulie, and all that. But you don't know what I've been through, man. You don't know what, I, and I don't. And I'm not trying to make it small. I'm just saying compared to what God's done for us, man, it's not that big. I'm just saying compared to what God's done for us, we can get victory, okay? Because here's all our sins, and they've been thrown away as far as the east is from the west never to be brought up again by God. And he says, you know what, I'll make a way for you if you lean on me, if you will unpack your backpack and give me all this bitterness and unforgiveness and hatred, you know, if you give it to me, we'll fill it up with some good stuff, man. That's all I'm trying to say. Okay, Joseph called the name of his firstborn Manasseh. And that means causing to forget. God wants to help us forgive. God wants to help us Let this stuff go. Amen. Now, this is cool too. Okay. For he said, God has made me forget all my hardships and all my father's house. Verse 52. The name of the second kid, the name of the second kid he called Ephraim. For God has made me fruitful in the land of my affliction. So Ephraim means like twice blessed. Twice as blessed. How would you like to have that on the back of your shirt twice as blessed. I'm twice as blessed. Man, that'd be a good feeling, right? That's We are We are so blessed, man. We're already twice as blessed. You know, sometimes we forget how blessed we are as Christian folks. You know, man, God has been good. Well, you know, you like to say that, Mr. Paul. You like to say that, Paul. But my life's been tough. My life's been hard. Okay, I get it, man. But God's still been good to you. God's been so good to you. Amen. Uh, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. God gives his people strength. Hold on to that. Okay. I can do all things through Christ. God gives me what I need. Amen. Okay. God hasn't been that bad to you. He's been great to you. Give him some praise, matter of fact. The name of the second he called Ephraim means twice fruitful. Twice as fruitful. Okay. God's been good to you. Yeah, somebody might have done you wrong. A group of people might have done you wrong. You might have went through this and you, you might have went through that. And I'm not downplaying it, okay? I just don't have 45 minutes to name a bunch of stuff that maybe you'll fit in there. I'm just saying, I know you've went through something. And I know there's that potential to hold on to those hurts, okay? But God's saying, hey, let it go. I've been good to you and I'm going to bless you. And you know what? We can do this. We can do, I can do all things through who? I can do all things through Christ. Amen? You're blessed. Ephesians 4 and verse 31. Let's check this out real fast. Ephesians 4 and verse 31 and verse 32. I believe it's on your bulletin. So this is what we want to do. You know, this is like our, our natural thing here is, uh, We kind of want to get even to folks. We want to get even with folks when they've hurt us. You know? We want to let them have it. Um, and sometimes we won't ever talk to them face to face, but we'll hold on to things. We'll say bad things about them behind their back. Who knows what we do? But this is what God tells us to do. Okay, Ephesians four and verse thirty-one: Let all bitterness and wrath, wrath is kind of a that's uh, kind of a crazy word, man. I cannot say the word wrath without thinking about Star Trek: The Wrath of Khan. Yeah, and that dude really hated James T. Kirk. But anyways, that's a whole other sermon. But what is wrath? It's like rage, man. You ever felt so frustrated that you just had so much rage in you? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Let all bitterness and rage and anger and clamor... You know, you see a lot of clamor around nowadays. Um, You know, I'm not so sure that this whole uh, uh, social media thing is a really good thing, man. I'm not so sure. I mean, it, it can be used for good things. Sure, it can. But, you know, like, people are brave and bold, and they say all kinds of things they'd never say to your face. You know what I mean? But anyways, we'll talk about that on another day maybe. But one thing that I've noticed, when you see these videos up on social media, this person has a point of view, and he can't tell his point of view because the other person is just... Screaming and screaming and screaming. And there's nothing getting done, man. Okay? That's what this is talking about right here. Clamor. Just screaming. You ever been so mad you just lose it? Okay. God wants us to work on this stuff. That's all I'm trying to say. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Malice. That's a nasty little word right there. Malice. You know what malice... If I had malicious thoughts towards you, which, never mind. If if I had malicious thoughts towards you, you know what that would mean? That means I would want to do evil. Not a little bit of bad. Not a kind of a prank. not, Not something silly that might hurt your feelings. But I'm talking about I want to do evil things to you. Okay, Christian folks certainly don't do that. Oh sure, we can get to that place real fast. We can get to that place. We can, we can fall in any way, shape, or form once we, get our eyes off, once we get our eyes off of Jesus and what He's done for us and we start thinking about what's been done to us by other people. There's no telling where that'll end. Amen? Okay, so God says, don't even mess around with that stuff. Okay, take all this stuff out of your old backpack, man. All the bitterness, throw it away. All the anger, all the wrath, all the frustration, no more clamoring. All God's people said, no more clamoring. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. So we're getting rid of all that stuff. Just tossing it away. Verse 32. We've read this last week. We've read it a bunch. This is a life-changing verse. This is where the rubber meets the road, Sister Karen be kind to one another. What? Okay, here's my malicious thoughts. Throw them away. Here's my anger. Throw them away. And now, God wants me to be kind to somebody? You know, that's a good, that's a good fruit right there, man. When you, when you can be kind to somebody and not secretly want to smash their face in, you know what I mean? That's, that's, proof, that's a little proof right there that, hey, I'm forgiving this person. I'm talking about somebody that has really, really, really hurt you, man. And they've done you wrong, man. Maybe a betrayal, you know. Here, here's the cool thing about betrayal. Well, there's nothing cool about betrayal. But I can't betray you if I don't know you. Betrayal's like a Judas' kiss, man. Betrayal's like in your inner circle somebody just does you so wrong and it hurts you so bad. God says, get rid of all that stuff. It's not worth it. It's hurting you. It's going to mess you up, man. It's going to mess up everybody around you. Now get rid of that. Okay, And forgive others. And a good way to know you've been forgiven, I mean that you're forgiving somebody, is you can honestly pray for them and not have bad thoughts about them. You know what I mean? Do something nice for them and not hope that they get sick and get the emboli or something. Be kind to one another. Tender hearted. Remember that dry, nasty wilderness where there's no life, man. God wants to take your heart where it's all... Just tough, man. You know, some of us we just had to make ourselves tough just to get through life. You know, well, God says, you know, I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that for something good. All right, I let you go through this. Okay, we're going to use this for something good. And I'm not saying what you went through was a good thing, but God's going to use it for something good. You know what I mean? So He wants to bring a tenderness to our hearts, man. Okay, be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another. That's a tall order, man. It is. It's it's a tall order. Forgiving one another as God and Christ forgave you. That's the key right there, man. That's it. God is forgiving you. Forgiving people forgive. Okay? Christians are forgiving people. We don't hold on to that stuff. I know it's hard. Okay? But we have to start that process, man. You know, I forgive this person. And when Satan wants to bring it up again, you remind Satan, no, I've already made this deal. I forgive God because God has forgiven. I mean, excuse me, I forgive this person because God has forgiven me. Give the Lord some praise. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God and Christ forgave you. See, Jesus Christ, man, paid. God forgave us, but he forgave us because of what Jesus Christ did for us. Jesus Christ made a way. Okay? Jesus Christ suffered. Jesus Christ went through all types of torment so we could have peace. Amen? All right. Yeah, 1 Peter 2.23. I know sometimes when we talk about forgiveness, a lot of folks are like, eh, Eh." no big deal. And I hope you never get in that situation, you know, where you have to really, really work on this. But if you do, you you already got the teaching right here. And we already know. We're not dummies. We already know what God wants us to do. God wants, God expects us to forgive others. And some people don't like hearing messages like this because, <laughs> man, we got this junk that we're so used to holding on to. And God says, hey, you gotta let it go. 1 Peter 2 and verse 23. Here's our forever example to follow. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return, talking about Jesus. When he suffered, he did not threaten but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. Any of you guys ever read the Message the message Bible? You know what I'm talking about? It's pretty hip. It's pretty happening. It's cool. All the kids are doing it. (laughs) It's super awesome. Okay, so let me read this to you in the ESV real fast, the verse I just read. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. We're all smart, bright folks in here. We know exactly what that means. But look at what the message says. Same verse. They called him every name in the book. Isn't that cool? They called Jesus every name in the book and he said nothing back. This is our example, man. They called him every name in the book and he said nothing back. He suffered in silence. Well, how in the world could Jesus suffer in silence? How in the world could Jesus go through all this torment knowing that he had had all this authority and he could could call down one angel? He could have done anything to settle the score right then and there. Okay? And some of us were frustrated because we're like, man, I was a little kid. But now if I would just see that person, oh, man, I'd settle the score. I'd let them have it. I'd judo kick them right. You know? (laughs) You know? How did Jesus, how was Jesus able to just let it go? He was trusting in his dad. He was trusting in, in God. He knew that God the Father was going to work everything out. So guys, here's the thing, man. It, it's real and it's hurtful and it's painful. But we've got to let it go. God expects us to let it go. God wants us to let, us go, let it go because He doesn't want us to walk around burdened and sad, man, all the time. Would you, would you, do you like it when your kids are just sad all the time? You're like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> hey. Anywho, 1 Peter 2, 23 from the Message Bible. They called him every name in the book, and he said nothing back. Some of us, when we hear that, we're like, ah, woo, I don't know about that. I'm going to say something back. I'm not saying you can't stick up for yourself. I'm not saying that. Okay, we need to be wise. We need to be wise. Amen. We need to understand that people that aren't Christians, they're serving a different master. You know what I mean? They're just following their master. Hey, well, that's not my problem, Polly. You know, People that hurt me are right here in this church. Christian folk. Okay, well, that's a real deal too, man. But we're all, we're all flawed. We're all flawed people. And God says, just let it go. Just let it go. Forgive. 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 They called him every name in the book, and he said nothing back. He suffered in silence. Now listen, content to let God set things right. Isn't that cool? God's going to work all this stuff out, man. Okay? You don't have to worry about what people think about you. God will set everything right at the appropriate time. That's an awesome thing to hold on to, man. Okay. Galatians 6 and verse 9, real fast. And let us not grow weary of doing good. You ever get weary of doing good? I don't want to forgive no more. I don't want to turn the other cheek no more, man. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap. See? God's going to work everything out, man. I know there's been pain. I know there's been sorrow. I know there's been hurts, man. But God said it's not worth it to hold on to it, man. God's going to repay. God's going to work it out. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So you can go ahead and hold on to your grudges if you want to. That's not going to do anything good. All right, You're going to be a miserable cat. Christians forgive. Christian people forgive others. Now I knew that. I knew that ever since I've been a Christian. I've known that my whole life because I've been raised in the church, but I have not always been a Christian. But it took me a long time to say, God, you know what? Let's do this, you know. And I'm telling you, man, there's nothing like being set free from something. There's nothing like it, you know. That's what happens when we forgive. We get set free of this burden that we've been holding other people into. Okay, tell the truth, shame the devil, right? Second Corinthians twelve and nine, because this is big, man. This, this is really, really big. But we can do it. You know? We can absolutely do this. You can't do it on your own. Some of the stuff you can do on your own. But if you're like me, this stuff was like way out of my hands. Man, it had grown into a monster. Just, just a horrible situation. Okay. But see, God wants us to do this and God will make a way for us to do this. So in closing, there was this guy named the Apostle Paul. We all know. We all love him. Okay. The apostle Paul had had a situation and some sort of ailment of some sort, and he kept asking God, "God, take this away from me. Like, God, if you if you would take this away from me, okay, if you just rip it away from me, I'd be able to serve you better, you know." So we don't know what it is, okay, and that's super important that we don't know what it is, and I think that's because the Holy Spirit said, "You know what? Let's leave this problem out. Let's leave it blank." So, Sister Joan, Sister Claudia, Brother Paul, we can put our thing in that blank. You know what I mean? Okay, we don't know what was really getting to Paul, but he kept begging, God, take it away from me. And God said, you know, I'm I'm not going to take it away from you, but I'm going to do this for you. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. That's for all of us, man. God's grace is all we need. Okay? I can do all things through Christ. I can't change what happened, okay? That's a done deal. That already happened. But I can be like Joseph and say, "You know what? God has caused me to forgive. God has caused me to let it go." You know what I mean? It happened, but I'm not holding anybody in bondage, and I'm set free. Amen. Okay. But he said to me, "My grace is sufficient for you." What god What is God's grace? His uh that love, man. That 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 undeserving favor. You know, we don't deserve it. We didn't earn it. Right? But see, it's, it's like, this is how it was explained to me one time, and it really kind of helped me out with the grace thing. It's like, imagine there's a bucket. And in the bucket is a beautiful little... no, um, In the bucket is everything we need. Okay? That's God's grace. Everything we need. Not necessarily everything you want, but everything you need. So, like like the dude working on the job site who's got all the tools, he come prepared, he's got everything he needs. Okay, that's like that bucket of grace. So when God says, hey, I want you to work on this forgiveness, Paul. I can't do it. I can't do it on my own. I know you can't do it on your own, son. But here, I got the tools you need and we're going to do it together. Amen? The punishment that brought us peace was on him. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. It's okay. It's okay to get to the place where you're like, I can't do it on my own. But I know I need to do it. You know? Because when I'm weak, guess what? God is awful strong. When I realize I can't do it and I lean on Him, He will give me the strength to do it. we got to want to do it. we got to want to be set free. And that means we got to let go of everything that we've, Uh, of the files that we've built against people, man. We just got to burn them. Not say, okay, they need to tell me they're sorry, then I'll let it go. Man, no. That'd be great. That'd be awesome if they do. You know, but they may never, ever say they're sorry. You know, but when you release them, you're going to get peace. I promise you. And Satan will come back and say, hey, yeah, it's pretty stupid what the preacher was talking about, the forgiveness thing and all that, and you thought you were going to forgive, well... There's a big deal here what you went through. You can't forgive that. Oh, no, you're wrong, devil, because I can do all things through Christ. His grace is all I need, and I know I have to do this, so I'm going to make that decision. I'm going to forgive these people. I'm going to forgive this person. I'm going to forgive myself. And when you remind me, Satan, of these things, I'm going to be like, nope, I've forgiven that person. Because he will. Once you make that decision, you might have to forgive... 20 times in one day sometimes. You know, because I know what those attacks are like. Some of you have no clue what I'm talking about. But some of you do know what I'm talking about. When you get those attacks, you know, where you just want to destroy the world, whip the world in half because of what happened to you or something like that. You know what I mean? Nope. Just let it go. Amen. Amen. You'll be blessed for it. Thanks for listening to this message from Victory Life Church. Go to VictoryLifeChurchOfMilton.com for more, and may God bless you.